Collaboration is key. In a time where information travels at the speed of light, we cannot work in a vacuum. We have to share our experiences with others and collaborate. One of the clients we currently have at Voice First Tech handed us the project and said that there was a previous developer who had worked on it. After introducing us, I found out that the developer, Jordan, had actually worked on a significant amount of projects before Voice First Tech took them on. So I'm having Jordan on today so that we can collaborate a little bit on how he got into the voice space and what he sees as the future of smart homes and smart businesses with the voice interface. Hey. hey, hey, Patrick, how's it going? Doing well. I just finished introducing our listeners to really how we got connected, which is incredible that we have been interacting in the same place for so long and didn't really find out about each other until a couple weeks ago. But yeah, no. I didn't on your background. Yeah. So if you could walk our listeners through how you first got involved in the voice space and the smart home space. Well, um, you know, I've always had the dream of, you know, the smart home and, and kind of, kind of building off like the, the dream of the future, so to speak. Um, but I actually got involved in programming, uh, you know, uh, Amazon Alexa and, and things like that, uh, through actually Amazon approached a nonprofit that I work for, um, you know, shout out to student R and D. Uh, it's a nonprofit that uh, does Code Day, which is a teaching um, students how to code. Um, but uh, enough about that. Uh, the um, they actually approached our nonprofit, saying, "Hey, we have this new tech that's coming out, Amazon Alexa. We want you know new skills out and things like that." This was just when it was picking up, and and we we got involved in that. And and I once I started to pick it up, it really stuck. And I really enjoyed, you know, working with, with voice technology and, and things like that. And it, and it became a sort of a passion of mine. I always tell people one of the, my favorite things when I first started to get into voice tech was instead of debugging by scrolling through and clicking a debug button, I would physically talk to my apps. I say, Alexa, do this. And then when she doesn't respond the way that I want, that's my debug. And that excited me. Was that cool for you? That that definitely was part of it, you know. Tr trust me, it does get do does get a little uh, angering when when she just ke keeps saying, uh, you know, there's a problem with this or this is a problem with that. But you know, since I've loved programming for since a very young age, you know, it, always finding out what's wrong has been like a true, you know, at the realm of what I'm doing. And w when we talked last time, you told me that you kind of have your home laid out with smart home stuff. I, I was a little bit curious to hear more about how you're using uh, Alexa within the smart home realm. Is that something that you're willing to talk about? Yeah, no. Um, I mean, I, I use a, a free open source software to kind of host my smart home and, and kind of get all that connected. It's called Home Assistant, um, more specifically Hasio. Um, it basically, you know, is runs on a Raspberry Pi and pretty much connects to anything since it's a large open source project. People can contribute all sorts of things. I, I personally haven't done any, uh, you know, GitHub work on it, but, uh, you know, I, it's something that I really, really like, and it is a really cool project. If you have the chance to check it out, you should. And I didn't, I guess I talked a little bit about how we met, but 
really the the truth of how we met is we've both been dealing on Upwork with clients in the voice space. Me, both with Amazon Alexa and Google Home, but you've kind of stuck just with Amazon Alexa. Has Was that a conscious decision you made to stick with Amazon Alexa? Or is it more that because you got in the game before Google came out, you just you just haven't like gotten into that Google space yet? So, uh, you know, I, I only just recently started with Google Home and Google Actions and things like that. I, um, like you said, I got in very, very early in the game. I, you know, not to say that I haven't had experience with Google Actions, but, you know, I really wanted to master the Amazon Alexa space before I, you know, delved into something completely different, basically. Hmm. Hmm. Okay. So follow-up question. I'm curious, how different have you found the, the Google action space to be versus Amazon Alexa? So the thing about uh, Google Home and Google Actions versus, uh, you know, Amazon Alexa system is that Google likes to control the conversation, whereas Alexa kind of leaves it up to you. Um, and that's not to say that there aren't options for that, like dialogue and things like that, that they kind of added afterwards. Um, but I've always found it better to kind of manage that, that kind of stuff on my own. Um, you know, Google Actions, you can... You can create the whole conversation even without um, with minimal programming per se, because it does a lot of the you know slot eliciting and things like that for you, and and that's really useful when it comes to you know you know the back end stuff. Whereas Alexa does allow that stuff, but you still have to control it from the back end and the fulfillment side. Definitely. I did notice that. I forgot about that. When I, the, one of the first things I used Google Assistant and Actions on Google for was studying for one of my final exams because they had this flashcard template that I yep. could just take a Google sheet, fill it in with questions and answers. And then rather than cracking open the books to study for finals, I would say, hey, Google, talk to my geography flashcards. And then I could study without any code. And I thought that was incredibly like changing. It, it kind of Google's responding to me, but just to be able to create an application like that without any sort of code, there are pros and cons to it, like you're saying. So yeah, I agree. It's, it's definitely a different experience. The key feature there is that you can add to a Google Sheet and that makes it accessible for everybody. Um, you know, with the advent of, Google, uh, of Alexa Blueprints and things like that, it really you know, makes it more applicable to different things and allows people to, you know, get interested in using building blocks, even not coding, but, you know, using building blocks to make a pseudo code per se. Yeah. And as we move forward, I feel like personally, it's going to get more and more accessible for people to be able to build applications. But I think there's going to be a difference. Like in my mind, I see that there's going to be this actions like Google, where it's going to be very easy for people with non-technical backgrounds to spit out copies of these applications. But in order to have these new groundbreaking, really earth-shattering technologies, it's going to take people with intimate knowledge of the technical aspects. People like you and me who are getting in early, who are really learning and understanding these technologies on a core level. Do you, do you agree with that, that like technologies are going to be more accessible to some groups, but it's not going to allow them the same capabilities that technical people will have? I'll put it this way. Everyone can drive a car, but not everyone can build a car. It, it's, you know, it, it really comes down to you have to have that experience. You have to know voice interface and things like that. What works, what doesn't, 
what can you do to, you know, work around certain things like, you know, slots and things like that. It really all comes down to you have to kind of have that intricate knowledge if you're going to do something groundbreaking. I would agree with you. Yeah. Hmm. What, what do you, for companies that are listening to this, that are thinking about coming into the voice space, what kind of benefits do you think that the majority of companies will have in adopting some either Alexa or Google voice app in their company? Think of it this way. Everyone has a smartphone. Every, uh, you know, nine times, like, you know, if you're using your smartphone, you're either going to use Siri or Google Assistant or even now Alexa because they allow that. Um, and now that you have this option to, to get involved with, without even lifting a finger, per se, uh, you open an entirely new, like, interaction space. You're, you're not really, you know, guiding the user to a certain web page through, like, a, you know, top-of-the-funnel thing that uh, your, your website would use. You're allowing, you know, customers to come to you and things like that. You're not, you know, it's not a matter of, you know, putting your product out there. It's a matter of making your product accessible everywhere and making users want your product that way. Jordan, I've loved having you on. Last question I have for you. What are you most excited about and that's coming forward in the voice space? I think that um, we're definitely pushing towards a a like like we've been talking about a more accessible voice space and allowing you know creators to 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 capitalize on that and and allow them to to kind of create their own little things even if it's something simple you know makes the voice space even that much bigger and gets that much like more momentum behind it as we see this, you know, push towards this new thing, I think you'll see that it is definitely, you know, in the best interest to make it even more easy to use and make things even more accessible. Um, and I think that's what I'm most excited for. Jordan, thank you for coming on and bringing all of that knowledge and experience with you. I hope that we can continue to collaborate in the future. Thank you for yeah. joining us. Thanks. Thanks for having me.